This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. OzFest announced they're doing a special New Year's Eve show. Sorry Ozzy and Sharon, I can't make it. I've already booked my trip on the 70,000 tons of Fear Factory cruise. The only band playing is Fear Factory. Dino has let himself go. And now, here is the Metal Injection Livecast. What kind of a bland announcement was that? What? What do you mean? What's wrong with that? Dino let himself go? Yeah, it's 70,000 tons of Fear Factory and all of that weight is Dino. Oh. See how that works? Chuck's got a workshop. I I thought that would be a a, a loss of weight for him. Oh. Oh. Slimming down. (laughs) Hey, It's starting (laughs) hot here on the Metal Injection Livecast. Hey, now. It's a rambunctious Rob. (laughs) All right. Here with... Sapphire Sydney. Ooh. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> it's our stripper names. Nutella Noah. Okay. And Devious Darren Delgado. <laughs> what does that have to do? <laughs> what does Nutella have to do with being a stripper? You cover her, she covers first. her nips and yeah, she, <laughs> she hazelnut just, spread. Exactly. Because you Nutella all over me. Oh! <laughs> that's a drop. I think that's part of stripping. Uh, like, you might do that in the back uh, room. That's, that's, the VIP, that's the VIP package. The champagne room. That's at this stripper strip joint <laughs> in Tel Aviv. It's very safe, very safe. Uh, it's a safe as yeah. ours. The safest stripper joint uh, <laughs> in all of the world. Do they have strip clubs in Israel, Noah? course what are their names what's like i wonder what a typical like israeli strip club name is like what are their like sassy puns that they do (laughs) that i'd have to look up i've never been to israeli guy call us up yeah we know you know this information clearly what are the hot strip clubs in uh tel aviv so one of them Uh, is called pussycat oh come on baby dolls go go girls strip club the pocket rocket launcher (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh. Soxo Club and Bursa Club. What? It looks like, like police are cracking down. Oh no! On strip cl- uh, on lap dances at the Israeli strip clubs, the West Spank Bank. <laughs> oh my god, Darren, that's so good. <laughs> uh, the Times of Israel reports that authorities say. New enforcement regime due to directives that equate lap dances with prostitution. What? Gaza Strip? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. There's actually a band called the Gaza Strippers. Oh, yeah? garage rock band. Damn it. Not as original as Darren. That was Darren? a good one. You didn't know about it. Yeah. That's very good. Thank you. Darren! <laughs> yeah, so they're just, they sent a letter that, uh, you watch out, you better not. Uh, here's a direct quote. The continuation of this activity con- constitutes an offense. I can't do it. Yeah. And cause for u- using all legal means. So they're not okay. messing, I don't know. They're not messing around. The, Isra- the Israel police and the, straight, uh, the state prosecutor's office will continue to act firmly. <laughs> the straight prosecutor. State prosecutor. Uh, Did I say straight? Straight prosecutor. Oops. Continue to act firmly against offenses of exploiting women. Bet it's firm. (laughs) Including any offense or illicit phenomenon that meets the definition of prostitution. I don't see how lap dances are (laughs) prostitution. I don't know. Maybe they have a different definition there. 
Wait, everyone's clothes are on? Well, when uh, when there's a lap dance. No one one person's clothes are not on. They do lap dances through sheets. Oh, well, then that's fine. But no, not everyone's clothes. Have you ever had a rap, uh, lap dance, Robert? I mean, I guess I've seen titties. I feel like do the, the bottom. Do you strip club? Well, no, for your, for your birthday? No, for, for my birthday. I mean, not your birthday. For Anthony. <laughs> for your uh, uh, bachelor, bachelor party. Yeah. Thank you. I have yeah. Uh, like, I don't they know. take their clothes off. I need to reboot the my, stripping. my brain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have a very special guest calling in momentarily. Very excited. <laughs> Lamb of Gods, Chris Adler, calling to talk. He knows about nothing about strip clubs. Uh, mm. We don't know. Uh, calling in to talk about his new management company, which is very exciting for him. Very exciting for us to have Chris on the on the show. He's going to be calling in in a few minutes. We'll be talking to him about all things management. It'll be a bit beyond the band, a bit in a regular interview. There's a lot going on. I like that your email says, I'm pretty sure he's calling in tonight. So does that mean there's a chance he's not calling in? Well, he sent that email a couple hours ago. Yeah. Oh. Since then, I have confirmed. Okay, good. That he's calling in. I just wanted to make sure you had all the info on what's going on. Hopefully, time management is one of the management strengths he has. Why do you and say so that? So he knows when to call in. <laughs> That's all. We, I mean, we already started late. We don't need him getting late, too. Oh, no. You, we'll be here he all night. Like very, we'll be I here feel drummers night. are prompt. Are they, they have to oh. be prompt. They're the first ones that need they're, They need the most setup, so they have to be there at the venue. Also timing, just like for actual drumming. <laughs> sort is of that what drumming's about? <laughs> time? <laughs> drumming, comedy, all of it. Fair enough. Uh, so we're going to have Chris calling in in about five minutes. That should be exciting. And you could be on the phone with Chris Adler. All you got to do is pick up that phone and dial 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. But you can only ask him a question about management. No yeah. Lamb of God questions. I mean, you could ask him about whatever you want. I'm not. Maybe Noah will hang up on you if it's a Lamb of God question, but. Oh. Someone just. That like, <laughs> was Bruno. That, that sounded Bruno. like a person. Yeah. <laughs> Noah's was dog. Like, was, <laughs> he's an old dog. Just heaved, but it really sounded like it, like an old man. It yeah. sounded like me coughing through this week. I mean, uh, last week I had bronchitis. And bursitis. Oh, actually, my it wasn't bursitis. Yeah. I went to the doctor. What itis did you have? It wasn't any itis. He goes, um, you know, I was like, you know, it, it, it doesn't really hurt or anything. And he's like squishing it around and stuff. And he's like, well, uh, it's a tumor what? or it's a cyst. Okay. And he's like, it's just a collection of like fat or something. Was a fucking game show? <laughs> yeah. It might be a tumor. And I'm like, wait, wait. A t- that's like cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I don't think it had tumors. Don't have to be cancers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he was saying not to worry about it, and then I just went back to the gym this week, and it like smushed it down, so it's almost yeah. gone. All right. You're good. Take to that, that, tumor. <laughs> if only Roman Reigns was so lucky. Oh. Yeah. Well, Want to explain what that's about? Uh, Roman Reigns is a professional wrestler. Yeah. Or by the time some people are hearing yeah. this, was a yeah. professional wrestler. Well, already was. He retired. Is he just he stepping retire. away or retire? He's like saying, I'm going to beat this cancer and oh. then I'm going to come back. And yeah. After luck, I bro. kick cancer's ass. No. 
But uh, yeah, so he uh, has leukemia. And he's had it since he was 11, and it's come back. It's very sad. So, so but my whole thing is, like, Nurgle just beat leukemia. Nurgle? Nurgle from no. Behemoth, Behemoth. <laughs> so if Nurgle well, can do also, it, Roman Reigns can do to it. To be clear, it, there's no really beating leukemia, because just like with Roman Reigns, it can come back. Mm-hmm. And when it comes back, that's probably curtains for you. Yeah. So if this was Nurgle's first time with leukemia, <laughs> it's his first dance with the Dark so. Mistress. So, so he's good for now, but if it comes back, bye-bye, Nurgle. So we were talking about this before the show started, and I said, well, Sid beat cancer. And he said, well, that was like a little piddling yeah, cancer. Yeah, compared, compared to, to leukemia, yeah. What kind of cancer Hodgkin's did you disease. have? disease. That's like very treatable. I guess it's a disease. Yeah. So you, what you're saying is you were the undercard of cancer. Yes. And yes. Roman Reigns is in the main event. Yes. He's in the sure. hell in the yeah. cell of cancer. I mean, maybe brain cancer is like hell in the cell, but leukemia yeah. is pretty fucking bad. It's at least a steel cage. Match. It's like yeah. a gimmick match, you're saying? Or like a tables match. Yeah, it's def- there's definitely blood. Because isn't it a blood cancer? It is. Poor guy. If a handicap <laughs> match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything that uh, could could be considered a positive here, it's at least he's raising awareness. Yeah, Pe- People will go donate their blood, and, and more people with leukemia will have matches for donors for mm. blood. Yeah. What well, kind uh, of matches? Blood, blood donation. Match. Blood bag on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Darren, I know you're not a fan of Roman Reigns. If you knew that you had blood that, yeah. like, a transplant could help him, would you do it or no, would you I don't peace want out on the that? man to die. I don't. Have what about John Cena? I don't have any particular like <laughs> hatred for either of them. What about a Yankees? I don't think th- I don't hate the players on what the Yankees Yankee either. Fan. What about the uh, owner of the Yankees? I don't. It, you. This is a stupid game we're playing. Right now. I don't hate these people personally. What about the Yankees logo? What if that happens? <laughs> That's not, it's an inanimate go. object. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. Why are you directing this at me? Sid expressed. I don't know. Sid started it, but yeah. I don't have an opinion on Roman Reigns, and that's where the questioning started. Uh, Roman Reigns is a shitty wrestler yeah. and not entertaining at all. But I do not wish for him to have leukemia. Yeah. Which so, cancer do you wish he had? None. <laughs> oh, none. okay. I wish he'd be healthy. And uh, just stop wrestling or, because he's not good enough to but wrestle. But maybe he gets better eventually if he keeps at it. What do you mean? Get better at wrestling? Yeah. I, I don't think You think that that's happening. it? He, he is what he is? Yes. Oh, just well. like I say with... Like Popeye. With John Cena, I do not wish... <laughs> I wish he would stop making horrible movies. But you don't have to see the movies at least, so well, it's but like... I, I just feel like the, the uh, market for movies is already so saturated with yeah. horrible things... Yeah. What's a few more from it. John Chan? Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> I feel that just every new turd nugget that comes into the bowl just ru- makes, drags everything down a little bit, a little bit more. He's not responsible for all of it, but he's a, just a mediocre talent that sucks. So just cre- it adds to the suckiness. They should just reboot all the Hulk Hogan movies with Cena in them. Oh, a Mr. Nanny with John Chain. I'd be into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they're doing. That's a t- wrestling thing. That's, That's how a Santino Morello. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I when I go into the ring with a John Chana. <laughs> That's the first like time that. anyone ever reacted positively to John Cena's name being mentioned. <laughs> all right. I like that. Yeah, so to sum up, no, I do not wish for Roman Reigns to have cancer. And I... Hope he becomes healthy, and but despite that, doesn't wrestle yeah, anymore. Yeah, just find some other interests. Become a monk, you know, something. <laughs> just be like a work, work for charity, cancer charities. Sure. Go hang out at St. Jude's. Do some good. Yeah. 
Here's the here's Santino and the John Chan. Make the Marine Seven. My name is Santino Maria. And for the last 12 months, you people have shown me nothing but misrespect. You cheered when I lost my intercontinental title. And you giggled when I injured my scrotus region. <laughs> so now it's my turn to have a little bit of fun. You see, I have a secret. A secret I want all the children to pay close attention to. A secret regarding Santa Claus. Whoa, whoa, Santino. Are you sure you want to do this? Secret is, you see, Santa... Here's John Chino. This guy's voice sounds familiar. Was he wrestling when I was watching? The secret Under the same is name? that you've never liked Santa. Years ago, you asked for that big Barbie doll house with a matching pink Barbie doll Corvette, and you never got it, did you? Oh, well, ha, ha, you? ha. It's funny he that he liked toys. an effeminate yeah. uh, toy. That All means right. he's not a real man. Wait, he didn't get to the part where he says John Chenna. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll play that a little later because we have our oh, guest on the line. I see. I didn't know. Uh, and let's bring him on. Uh, Chris, are you there? I'm here. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking some time to talk with us here on the livecaster. On the air with us, it's Rob here with Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And Darren. Hey, what's up? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, and Chris, first thing I want to ask is, uh, uh, how are you feeling? Are you doing all right? Uh, uh, is everything going well? Yeah, man. <laughs> doing well. Uh, all is good. Uh, running on all cylinders. That's great. Yeah, the reason uh, I'm expressing a bit of concern is you reveal that uh, you that you couldn't make a few dates this past summer on the uh, when Lamb of God toured with Slayer because you had a motorcycle accident, which to me is like I have a fear of getting on a motorcycle because I am such a klutz <laughs> that like I just imagine Rob I would even walk down the street without like tripping would, or falling. I would get in an accident immediately. <laughs> We looked into yeah. getting a motorcycle no, training. I, I, uh, as I get you know, into my older days, you know, I worry about putting on socks. So, yeah, I, I get that. And um, <clears throat> I rode motorcycles for a long time, um, kind of growing up and you know, being you know, rad metal dude, whatever. Um, and then sold them uh, when I had my daughter. Uh, because I realized that in the incidents that I'd seen and heard of and uh, took to heart, uh, it doesn't matter. You could be the best motorcycle rider in the world and somebody else makes the wrong decision and you know, you're, yep. you're, the game is over, right. uh, and especially in, in what, that, what I do. You know, if I fall and break something and exactly what ended up happening, uh, which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> you know, my career is over. There's no 401k. There's no savings, uh, based on being in advance. So it, it was, it was time to kind of give it up. That was around 2008, June of 2008 is when my daughter was born and I sold my motorcycle. Um, I was over in, um, Thailand because I, uh, was very much uh, in love with a lady that uh, had retreated there mm. uh, 
um, <clears throat> after um, maybe I wasn't the best boyfriend, and I went there to try to prove to her that um, I meant it. And I went there, uh, found a guide, I found a, a vehicle, which happened to be a motorcycle, and uh, <clears throat> pursued her. Uh, found her, convinced her, we spent some nice time together, did my best to recover from my mistakes. And on the way home, <laughs> on the way to the airport um, <clears throat> from this trip, uh, with her on the back of the bike. Um, the tire spun out in some sand. Um, we're now, I don't know, 90 minutes from flight departure and went down super hard. She flew off like a fucking ninja and it was like, oh, I think I scraped my toe. Uh, it's totally fine. And um, you know, I stand up and my right shoulder is under my chin. Ooh. And you know, blacked out several times, uh, falling into puddles or whatever. It's like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? I'm not really interested in getting some sort of uh, bamboo surgery on this island off of Thailand. So, right. you know, I put on a black, black hoodie that covers up the road rash and the blood, and we go to the airport and get on the flight. So. Oh. 48 hours later, oh. we oh my land God. in Philly, uh, and I still have another hour and a half to Richmond. I use some sky miles to get me get me home and then right to the emergency room. And they're like, well, when the hell did this happen? That was like three days ago. They're like, uh, oh my God. how in the hell did that work? And then it's like another um, three-day well, wait in the, in the emergency room. What's that? And then it's another three-day wait in the emergency room in the hospital. Well, no, they're actually pretty quick about it. Okay, uh, good. You know, I wasn't very not, I wasn't like a Rick Allen <laughs> style. Uh, I've heard the story of him when he got, he's like, I'm a famous drummer. I need my arm back after, after that. Came out. I didn't pull any of that shit. But it was like, hey, uh, I'm really not feeling good. Um, this is really screwed up. I don't know what's exactly going on. And I mean, it felt like, you know, the whole flight, I mean, the first two hours you have that kind of adrenaline, um, kind of just push to, you know, get through this, like survival oh, mode. you know, something terrible has happened. Uh, but you know, I know what to do kind of thing. And then after those, you know, two or three hours of that kind of a personal, emergency fight or flight reaction of your body like it, it turned into just the worst pain i've ever felt in my life uh on the flight I and mean, even you know stewards come by we'd like some water like for me to move my other arm or even move my eyes to oh my know let her know that i was listening to her it was just brutal i felt like somebody had a lighter inside of my body oh. were you in first class at least <laughs> I've never been. Oh. <laughs> I've never been. I, I mean, I, I have been uh, once. Um, I was uh, on a drum clinic tour over to Spain, and it was an accident, actually. Um, <laughs> I took my uh, wife and, and daughter at the time uh, over there, and they upgraded me, but it, it hadn't been ordered. It was just 
texture and I had mm. some miles that I guess put me there. So, but no, no, I was in, uh, and I've never had, and the band never has, uh, flown coach. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. First class. We were always in coach. Um, wait, wait, hold on. So what happened with the lady? Yeah. Are you still together? We are. Yeah. Yes. All right. Luckily, okay. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, it, 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 it's like a book. I'm. I'm waiting to write. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the greatest a, achievement, like, really, of my life. In that I saved this relationship. She is unbelievably my perfect partner. I'm sure that's not what this podcast is about. So I don't want to dig oh, into that. We talk about our relationships to, but, all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely what it's you know it's yeah. lifestyle absolutely. Oh yeah, we rarely talk about metal yeah. on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this this girl has absolutely one hundred percent saved my life, and I was obviously willing to go to the end of the earth to make sure she knew it. And I think she does, and she's here right now, oh. uh, taking care of my daughter while I talk to you. Well, that's that great. Amazing. So, like, are you still recuperating from the injuries, or 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 have you recovered? Well, I've got, um, I've got now hardware in my shoulder, which is so you're um, literally metal. Uh, <laughs> you're literally made yes, of metal. <laughs> I, I I actually told the doctor, I was like, put as much metal in there as you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a bar and like six screws or something like that. But yeah, I'm more metal than I've ever been, and uh, it, it does um, occasionally feel weird. It's it, it's like when your grandma says, "Like I think it's gonna rain soon." Mm. Uh, like I, I, I get those feelings actually. It's really weird. But um, there's some numb areas, but I have full range of motion. It's totally good. One hundred percent. What happens when you go through metal detectors and stuff like that? I've done that now uh, in traveling for other reasons. Uh, one of them being this kind of management company that I'm starting up and working with a band from the UK. But uh, in going, I was worried about that exact thing. And of course, in doing what Lamb of God has done and coming and going, you know, a million times from every airport in the world, we all have our you know, global access and uh, TSA and all that stuff. But I was worried about, like, is this going to be like an, another pain in the ass? Like, am I going to get another, you know, cavity search uh, kind another. of red flag kind of thing? But uh, it's never been called out once. So apparently it's, I don't know, I guess it, Was it always like, I'm sorry, is it always assured that you were going to get the, keep the arm or was like there ever any, any, you know, like thought that you might not have like, you know, it might be like another Rick Allen, I guess. Uh, There was certainly never a a thought of losing the arm. I I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to have full range of motion back because I mean, I hate the word, but, uh, it's the only one that I know to describe it. But literally when I stood up from the accident, so the bike goes down uh, on the right, uh, it turns to the right. So my right shoulder and right hip uh, hit the the road um, first. And when I stood up, I, again, I don't like using it, but literally 
my right shoulder was underneath my chin. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. And I looked over to my girlfriend, Sue, who was more important to me than anything. was why I was there. And the first thing I said, are you okay? And she's standing there again, had jumped off like a superhero. <laughs> Thank uh, she's like, I, I'm fine, but, and that's the last thing I remember. Oh, as I oh, wow. fell wow. back you know, and blacked out. <clears throat> wow. <sighs> so. Oh, what a story. Oh, my goodness. So um, let's talk about your management company. Yeah, it seems like uh, th- things, have ch- yeah. things are, are going well. And you just started this management company. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I would I would hope, right? Things are going great for you. How do you say the Get the name of it? Your skin and uh, you're in surgery and right. But now, though, like your shoulders back in place. <laughs> At this yeah. moment, things are all right, right? I hope. I don't want to project here. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, I'm 100 percent full range of motion. Uh, you know, back at the gym. Hanging out with the kid. And have you have you girlfriend. have you practiced yeah, on the good. drums? Are you, are, you, are you good on the drums, or how's that going? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I play every day. Okay. Oh good. You don't need that one pedal that like hits every makes just makes fills for you that you you see it one. You're not working a Rick Allen set. <laughs> the super trigger. Yeah. It's like you hit hit that once and just act like you're doing it. Right. Uh, no. No. Thank no, goodness. I don't. Uh, yeah, so the new management company, uh, Kintsugi Management, is my saying that correctly? You are, Kintsugi. So yeah. what, so I'm, I'm curious, at, like, at what point did you decide, you know, obviously being in a band uh, while quite a rush, uh, emotionally, financially, it, it, it leaves a bit to be desired, uh, I'm assuming, uh, even, even a band uh, at your stature. So uh, you're you're looking to, to the future, looking beyond it, and I'm guessing you you came to starting a management company. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, all of it. Um, I think I was. You know, there certainly was a point uh, during this recovery and the um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, and the process that I had to go through to get kind of back up to speed uh, that I wasn't entirely sure that I could or that even if I could, that I could offer more. Um, Interesting, I was just on the phone right before talking to you guys about uh, this this exact thing with uh, our producer, Josh uh, Wilbur, who's worked with us for a long time and I love the guy, but we were talking about, he was hitting me up with like, listen, man, you don't have to come in here and like really, you know, overdo it and super prove yourself and, and like think you need to do like some crazy shit. Like let's, let's just be you. Like the, the you that you've defined is, you know, important and let's just do that. And, you know, what I told him was like, well, I don't, disagree and looking back but 
the only way to get to the point of being able to look back on something like that is to be able to come in and know that you want to do something better than you've done before. So coming through this process has been uh, very challenging in that, you know, not only do I need to get this shoulder and arm to be able to do everything that was able to do before, but more. And I'm not getting any younger and now there's screws and a metal plate and kind of pushing forward doesn't become really easier uh, as we go on. So I guess, you know, it's an interesting journey in all of this. And we're only, uh, I always tell people when I'm, when they are, I are in this kind of conversation about difficulties in their lives. We're only really handed the things that uh, that we can deal with. And some people aren't really handed anything. There's no difficulty in their life sitting around doing nothing. Bunch of jerks. Um, oh, what's that? <laughs> I said bunch of jerks. They're easy lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh uh, it's it, it, it easy to uh, sit around and do nothing. Uh, right. It's difficult to achieve. And in that achievement, you're going to be handed a lot of challenges. And it may not be just trying to be a great drummer or have a successful relationship or whatever. There are things that are going to come at you when you try to challenge the universe and if you are up to it, you will achieve it. And that's kind of how I've always kind of Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who are pursuing a career in music and they look at someone like you as a guy who won a Grammy, is very successful, but they kind of forget to look at the whole process of what you've been through to get to where you are. So I think it's it's really important, you know, to to remind people that you're always going to have challenges and it's really up to you how you're going to deal with them. That's... Yeah, that's exactly it. And it doesn't get any better uh, with a Grammy or you know, it doesn't come with a check. I'm still renting a house. Uh, kind of the, the pristine image of the rock stars is... Uh, I don't mean to dismay anyone, but, you know, I'm, you know, online this morning paying my Verizon bill and my electric <laughs> bill and trying to figure out, you know, how this all is going to get done uh, in that, you know, I'm trying to make sure my kid has the best opportunity and everything. I'm not, I, I think there's like, it, it's easy to see bands like uh, Metallica and of course I played with Megadeth and, and did Dave's house and seeing his horses and all that stuff, but <laughs> it's easy to see that as the, the kind of a, a norm as uh, success. Um, but I've now, especially in, in working uh, on this Kintsugi project, um, <clears throat> it's really easy to see that as a fan. And I, you know, it's the same when I was a kid. You know, reading circus magazines like, oh yeah, I want to be Sebastian Bach and have a mm -hmm. golden helicopter take me to you know every show. It's just not the way it is. 
it's really not. And we struggle. Uh, our, you know, the guarantee that you might be able to find online and gets posted somewhere. You know, imagine that number being just destroyed by you know commissions and percentages that get taken off, and then you're the bottom of the five person thing that splits it up. It, it's a mess. It really is a mess. Like, but and but the passion of being in this is overriding. So being as old as I am and still wanting to do it and doing this enthusiastic thing because I believe in this one particular band that actually had me start the whole thing up and uh, knowing the industry, it can be done. Like I am not poor. Um, there's dinner tonight. Everything's good. What do you have? Uh, but it, it, it's not probably mac and cheese. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, fortunately, the nice lady that I told you about earlier is sorting that out. By the way, you so wanted to know about, what what this uh, show's about. It's about asking people what they're eating for dinner yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've been, I've been vegetarian for 25 years, so I'm not too worried about it. Although Before it was cool. The more, what's that? Before it was cool. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> yeah, right. Before it was, it was cool. I just uh, stopped uh, I eating meat. Sorry, I just stopped eating meat in February, and the other day I bought like this tofurkey uh, barbecue chicken thing and it was so good and i just remember working at a health food store like 10 years ago and like tasting stuff and it all tasted like cardboard like we're so lucky today to have better alternatives to meat like, tastier ones it has definitely come a, a very long way and yeah we do some you know, substitutions and stuff like that but we are a very uh <laughs> gassy yeah. Oh well. It's <laughs> other people's problems. We also talk a lot about farts on the show. Yeah. So you you're, you're, all the all the talking points. Farts, metal, and chicks. That's what this podcast should be called. We got a, a voicemail from Dave Mustaine while you were on the air. Let's you want to play that. Oh, let's oh hear yeah. It. Let's hear it. I have a lackey to, to pay my Verizon bill. <laughs> this guy must be broke. <laughs> Wow, Dave. What? Yeah, get, <laughs> so angry. How did he, he just has a line he, on he our show. He has an assistant. Well, now you worked with Dave Mustaine. All kidding aside, and what's something? What like like is there a tidbit or like a factoid? Something that you wouldn't expect from Dave Mustaine that you experience? Like some like he likes a certain tea or something like that. <laughs> I don't know something something that you're something like, I'm well, I, I never. Yeah, what's what is a factoid about him that most people would not expect? Without you know something positive. Uh, you know, I, oh, uh, I, I'm not delaying. It's tough. That. I, I don't have know. positive things to say. There's a million positive things to say. Uh, before I got, when I got the call, uh, after I got the call, I actually called uh, Lars uh, in that we had toured together and Hello. connected to some degree. Um, and I, I said, Hey man, I, I just got like a legit 
offer to play, uh, or at least try out, I guess, uh, for the new Megadeth record. And, you know, it's easy to, you know, I think heavy metal in general is a bigger genre because of the drama uh, with between you guys. Mm-hmm. So what, if anything, would you uh, allow me to know about how, what am I getting into if I, you know, doing this? And Lars told me what was exactly the truth. Dave is an absolute pussycat. He is a sweetheart. He really is. But he's driven. He has a vision in mind and it's perfectly defined Mm. and nothing outside of it is acceptable and i love that i've had the same idea uh i've you know in in my career that that's exactly the way that i have kind of come up and that's why dave and i got along now that doesn't mean you have the people skills to make it work or the ability to actually get to that end. Um, so, I mean, those are difficulties that we all go through and whatever it is that we do. You know where you want to be. You find that point on the horizon, and that is how you get it done. It, you believe in yourself and do it. And, you know, Dave is <laughs> – I know everybody it, – it's such a negative – market in general you know so many subdivisions of everything and you don't want to pick on this or beat up that and it's certainly easy to pick on as uh in the news for whatever they say nor do i uh advocate everything dave has said or uh, you know I, i'm not you, know, right, I'm you not can only speak for mind. yourself understood Right on this, but um, the dude is just—he's had a bit of a hard time, obviously, uh, from the beginning of his life. Again, two or three older sisters uh, in a poor family that basically—he's the last one to eat. You're the last one to get any attention and you're running around from hotel to hotel. And you finally find some friends, make a band. You're fucked up from life. And then the only friends you really had send you out on a fucking Greyhound bus to go home after they record the shit that you wrote. Right. No doubt he's going to be uh, a little sour. Upset. And, and it, it's an in, incredibly dramatic story in our genre and the stuff we're talking about. But if you think about that personality, you know, coming up from that, not giving up and creating something, in my opinion, certainly equivalent, uh, you know, mistakes here and there, but save on the other side. Uh, the dude is awesome. He really is. It, he's conflicted with all of that, as we all are with our own family stuff, our friend stuff. Uh, we all have a story to tell, I suppose. But um, 
the thing I would say that um, in asking, you know, what's something positive about Dave? Uh, he he really cares about what it is that that he's doing. And he's passionate. Yeah, like a perfectionist. Yeah. He, he he's a perfectionist. And he loves the idea of giving some sort of art to be appreciated, not for his sake. Right. Like he feels a responsibility uh, to does. keep the art of music alive. Like he's a purist. He does. Not but not not you know, there's no real that's a thing. There's no real satisfaction in providing something that's enormously successful, like for mm-hmm. myself having a, a Grammy with him was a real dad. Uh, but, you know, I gave that to my mom immediately. Oh, that's awesome. It doesn't awesome. really so mean sweet. much to me. It's the same with him. It doesn't really mean much right. to get a Grammy or be in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. What matters is can I give something? Uh, can I – and it's not this dramatic – blogosphere and uh, websites of people arguing it's can I do I have something to offer can I still offer something and he is absolutely that guy he he doesn't want anything other than to make other people happy Chris I want to thank you for the very kind words it was very touching (laughs) and I just want to (laughs) say what you said is very true about me I am driven I'm driven everywhere I go because I have a personal chauffeur. <laughs> Dave, get, I don't know how Dave has has his own Dave. mic volume on here. It's weird. We got to cut him off. I'm FaceTiming with you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, all kidding aside, though, uh, you know, it is awesome that uh, I really did enjoy your contribution to uh, the band. And, and I think you really stepped it up a notch with them and, and it gets me curious you mentioned talking to josh wilbur on the phone your producer uh and you know earlier i think last month uh mark said you guys are hitting the studio again uh, are you getting ready to to hit the studio or are you guys going to be doing it before the end of the year or is that something for the beginning of the year is there any timetable there uh we, yeah we are so um I'm not sure that Willie, um, my brother, guitar player, and Lamb, does anything other than uh, sit and write riffs, mm. um, which I is see. pretty fucking sick. <laughs> uh, but and well, uh, he, he there, makes some espresso too. I think make makes a shot. He does. A yeah, he is like it, I, he should. I swear to God, I don't know what the deal is, but every single day on the bus, um, he wakes up of course earlier than everybody probably excited about this process that he's about to go through and spends like 45 minutes going through the process of making about i don't know three two two three ounces of this liquid coffee uh that is just apparently the shit i'm not a coffee drinker Mm -hmm. so i don't know much about it but there is a process that i guess you know coffee lovers go through in the same way that I guess 
each of us go through in our professions, really fine tune the details and all that stuff. He goes through this thing every morning and there's banging and noises and squeezing and pushing and all this kind of stuff with these machines that I've never seen before. My life, it looks like a fucking, some of the shit on the stuff you see on uh, the ship in the alien movies uh, to make a cup of coffee. And yeah, he kind of creates that. But other than that, after the 45 minutes it takes him to make a cup of coffee, uh, I'm pretty sure that riffs. all he does is uh, make brutal metal riffs. So he's been doing that for a while now. He and Mark, um, who is quite the opposite, I think he hangs out with his daughter and plays basketball and then goes in to his house and his guitar and piece of guitar or whatever and writes rad tunes. Um, got together uh, maybe three weeks, four weeks ago now uh, with Josh and just kind of documented some stuff that they had uh, in the library of what they do. And uh, in that, I just had the conversation with Josh before you guys, just coming out here uh, end of November uh, for me and him to kind of sift through it, if you will, and kind of find the ideal stuff, you know, that we both think is cool and, and we put some drums to it. Uh, not to say that I'm any kind of an overseer of anything, but in the way that we typically do things, it would be us five in a, a rehearsal room, but the guys wanted a, a chance to kind of just document some stuff prior to that process. So, um, I'm doing the same thing with Josh, and so we'll come into that room um, probably, I would guess, early next year um, to take the best from that and begin the process of giving each other the stink eye in the room as we present ideas. That's great. So then you guys are probably going to take some time to write at the beginning of the year. Like you guys aren't in any rush, I'm assuming. And then uh, uh, start recording or, or is there a plan? I wouldn't say we're not, I wouldn't say we're not in a rush that there is like the creative rush in the, Mm -hmm. you know, the last product I don't want, I hate to call it a product. Uh, the last thing we did uh, has been a bit, you know, it, it, it's been a while ago. And we love, there's nothing more than we love. The, the road is a pain in the ass. It really is. I mean, it looks glamorous and light and Not to smoke. And, <laughs> I believe you. It's a pain whatever. in the it, It's amazing. But the, the creative process is really the, the best part of this whole thing. And it's been a long time since we were, uh, able to do that and I'm not saying that we couldn't have chosen to do it but we were able to kind of get these offers for tours that are like end game tours like hey can you support Slayer for the rest of the world tour on their very last tour I mean who's yeah you can't say no to that yeah you can't say no to that right uh, you know, that's, it, it's unbelievable. Do I want to go, you know, to Europe and play some clubs and, you know, eat just mayonnaise? No. But if we can go, you know, with Slayer to the end of the road, are you kidding me? Yes, of course. So we put off the creative process uh, for a little bit, but I think everybody's pretty excited and have the 
uh, so everyone's like ready to write ship, basically like, what's that everyone's ready to write like everyone's creative juices are flowing you guys are ready to write have yeah. you guys booked, I mean, booked yeah, any yeah, of the like overflow like josh told me <laughs> uh willie has a uh <laughs> so willie comes into the process where they have this little um guitar session where they're you know, just documenting stuff so Josh can kind of, like, okay, that's a cool riff, or maybe that's a good thing for here, or whatever. You know, just basically just so we don't forget it. So Willie comes in with his home-based, uh, Willie has a little studio, Mark has a little studio. So they both have stuff that they're bringing in other than on-the-spot creativity. But Willie brings in this uh, file that is, uh, over four hours long. Wow. Of uh, riff after riff after riff after riff. Yeah, it's not even separated like uh, this song or whatever. And Josh is like, what the fuck? It's like, how are we going to sit here for four and a half hours and listen to this thing? It's crazy. So, yes, there's, there's, it's, uh, the bucket is overfilled. So, well, one last question on this, and then we'll, we'll talk about Discarnate really quick before we let you go. Uh, so, would you are you guys booking summer festivals? Or are you like putting a, a kind of like a soft deadline on yourselves to try to have it out by the end of the year, or you kind of see where it goes before committing to? Any well, there's time? a break. There's a yeah. There's a break in the touring schedule uh, with Slayer uh, that allows us basically the uh, early part of the year uh, to kind of things in shape but then we're back out with them for their final shows across europe uh in 2019 so oh that's right that's right in the certainly spring possible yeah. um that we're able to you know fine-tune everything prior to that but i i think it's probably more likely that it's it's going to get recorded in the fall mm -hmm. of 19 and hopefully out for uh, christmas presents for all your kids Awesome. Very cool. And uh, so we wanted to talk, we were talking about your management company and you mentioned this band Discarnate. And what I was curious is, is the, discovering this band, what made you go like, oh, I should like this is, you know, I've been thinking about doing a management company. And, and, and did they like inspire you to get the wheels turning on that? Or, or did you have the management company and started looking around for bands and find them? So, as it happened, so this motorcycle accident happens, I'm not entirely confident that I'm going to be able to come back uh, to the band at 100% or 110%. Um, and I'm going through rehab and I'm playing and it's not right. And we did the tour. So, you know, this accident happened. Um, I went through uh, a lot of rehab prior to the U.S., the first U.S. run of the Slayer tour. And I did that tour, and it just wasn't, it wasn't right. And the guys knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. I admitted it. I'm like, guys, like something is just off. Like, it's not working. I'm not as good as I can be, as I should be, as I want to be. And I feel terrible about it. I mean, every night um, I was you know, coming off the stage, just in the, in the back in the dressing room, being like, I am so sorry. I will, you know, 
try this tomorrow, uh, you know, whatever. Um, it just wasn't right, and I knew it wasn't right. So, you know, continuing with that. Now, of course, that starts to eat on your psyche in that, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I don't know if this shit's going to get better. Uh, what's your B plan? Well, I didn't really have one. Um, partners in a restaurant here in Richmond and, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself afloat as much as possible. But like I said earlier, it's not quite as glamorous as it might seem from the outside, no matter how big you think the stand is. Um, it's, it, there's not a whole lot of money. There, there may be bragging rights. There may be, uh, kind of, I get into, I get a free taco at Taco Bell or some shit, but it, it, there's not a lot of like, money uh, involved in this whole thing. So um, in considering that, knowing that, um, trying to branch out and maybe do other things in case I wasn't able to get back to 100%. Um, I do feel like the band has a, a good reputation uh, that I've you know, done my part in cr helping create that in that maybe I could you know, kind of branch out into other things. So that was always there and at really a critical time in that thought process um, I came across this band uh, that was touring the U.S. Uh, at the time with uh, the band The Faceless and you know I, I knew enough about kind of that scene of you know just, just paying your dues doing whatever you can to kind of break out of the kind of bottom level get to a different level it's been interesting analyzing that now and, and managing them that there is only a very bottom level and only a very top level it's interesting to see that like, there's nothing in the middle and it, it's it's crazy but uh so in doing that <clears throat> kind of reaching out it, it really was just a random spotify uh playlist and then I still listen to metal every day, and it's my life. Uh, a song comes on, and I'm like, "What the? What is that? How, how do I not know this band?" And uh, kind of dug into it. And while they're, I think it's their their previous albums were a little more uh, extreme than my taste would be into the, the last album uh called with all them with all our might um this band discarnate like defined a new lane in in my world uh, it, it's like wow, heavy praise root that i've never ever i mean i've heard both sides of it done very well in, I would say better but not combined in, in the way that they did it and I was so inspired I was like this is exactly what I wanted to do when I started Lamb of God this is exactly uh, everything that gives me goosebumps about listening to metal this is exactly why 
I'm doing this. This is why I am who I am. Like this music is like, I, and still to this day, like I've been listening to this for a while, wow. uh, obviously. Um, and to get in touch with them and, you know, write them an they... email, just be like, holy shit, guys. Like you inspired me. You made me feel great about doing what I'm doing again. Oh my and God. I've com- never, I haven't felt this way in years. That is such and, like, uh, I'm sure that they were so stoked to hear that from you. Like what a compliment that must've been for them. I mean, I can only imagine how like after they hung up the phone with you, they must've been like giggling like schoolgirls. They must've been so happy. I, I, I think it was a, uh, uh, Facebook message or something, but yes, they immediately freaked out. And then I uh, booked travel to go and see them and tour with them for a couple of dates. I sold merch at their merch table oh, wow. for a while wow. because they didn't have a merch person um, on the, on the Facebook store. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. And I know I've loved, you know, obviously many bands before and certainly you know, the band's, coming up Metallica and Megadeth and Dustman and, you know, all the kind of classic things that made me want to do what I do. This band is, is like a, to me, it's like a refresher course in that. And I'm also at the same period of time, I'm also dealing with the potential of not really being sure that I'm going to be able to continue doing what I'm doing. And I, I, I see another door. And so they, there was no management company before them. The management company is based on them. And I, I certainly hope to do more in bands that I find that, you know, inspire me as much as they do, but they, they were the key to kind of this potential evolution. And that's not to say that I want to play that I'm not able to come back. I'm entirely planning on that. Uh, but it, it was like a weird uh, synchronicity moment where, oh shit, like, what the fuck am I going to do? And at the same time, I'm got such a boner for this fucking band. And, <laughs> you know, they got no team. Like, I know everybody. Like, let me, Aww. how can I help? You know, I love it. I got goosebumps every time I listen. So, uh, that's, how, that's kind of the progression. That's awesome. There. Well, we want to we want to play a track from from this uh, the album with all their might. Do you have a Do you have a track that stands out that, that you think would be a good intro uh, for of the band to well, our audience? They've got a killer video out for uh, we did I guess late last year for uh, Iron Strengthens Iron, but the uh, video that we're um, filming just got my lights and stuff um it, in november is for a, a track called backbreaker okay i think it's track six yep. on the record and um definitely defines uh, it was funny because they they were thinking about and we have stats spotify study yeah management stuff is is crazy because you have to go through all these processes of well who's listening to what and what are the stats show it's like, well, let me tell you this. I've been listening to this CD in my car for like four months, and my daughter is in the back seat, and she's listening to the whole thing. Every time track six comes on and the chorus hits, she 
she's screaming some nonsense because like, she doesn't know what they're saying. But she's, <laughs> but she's banging her head. And, and doesn't she's not a metalhead at all. She's listening to Katy Perry and everything else the other you know, little girls are listening to. But every time that chorus hits, she's yelling at me some crazy stuff, banging her head. I was like, there's no better sign. Like, I don't know why this is so contagious, but especially in how aggressive it is, but it's the same thing with me. I mean, it's hit me like a two-ton heavy thing. <laughs> which is a reference to Queen's record, but um, <laughs> it hit, this record hit me like a, a brick wall, man. It was like, what the fuck? Like, and then I met him, traveled with him, just the coolest dudes ever, three-piece, both guys uh, on strings singing back and forth. It's like, I know Dying Fetus did that, but I'm not really into death metal very much. <clears throat> but these guys kind of transition it to a Pantera level where it's like undeniable, yeah, at least for me. So, yeah, try Backbreaker. Okay, cool. Well, Chris, I just want to say that was a fabulous kick-ass interview. But, uh, I just want to remind <laughs> you that you make your own coffee. I have mine flown in every morning from Colombia on my private jet. <laughs> Dave, we got to get Dave out of here. All right. All right. Got to go. Yeah. All right. Chris, thank you so much thank for you. taking the time. How many people are on the cell? <laughs> it's, it's us for you and Dave Mustaine. That's it. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks Wait, so much. Four people I've heard from you. Mm-hmm. I it's me, Hello. Noah, Sid, Darren, and Dave Mustaine. And Dave just left. He and two dogs. He's gone, so it's just the four of us. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, the band that, that you are managing is Discarnate. We're going to play this track, Backbreaker, right now. And you could uh, follow Discarnate on Facebook, facebook.com slash Discarnate, D-Y-S-C-A-R-N-A-T-E. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, that was awesome. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Indeed. And I just cool. want to, I also want to add, Chris, you were like one of the earliest supporters of Metal Injection. You were the, Yay. I can totally relate to this band getting a message from you saying how great it was because I remember uh, at that first Ozfest you guys played, it was the first year of Metal Injection and you were like, oh yeah, I check out your uh, the videos all the time. I think you guys do a great job. And I was oh. like, holy crap, oh. what? That's insane. Does metal injection need a manager? <laughs> I actually remember meeting you uh, then and feeling intimidated, like, what? oh, shit. That's a dude from metal injection. <laughs> Do you mean Frank? Not that, I, not, that I wouldn't, not that I wouldn't feel that way now. I still would. Oh, I guess I'm pretty uh, tall. Well, I, I, maybe, I, even more, maybe even more so. You guys are far more successful than I've been. So oh. congratulations! I don't know. I don't know about you. that at all. I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any uh, gold or platinum records. Rob doesn't have a motorcycle. Yeah. What? But, what? Soon. Soon. But I don't have any of those things. No gold records. What? There was no gold record. I assumed you guys were. I don't know. You know, oh, it, those Rob. don't matter anyway. We're gonna edit this part out. <laughs> I might have a gold record. I don't have a platinum record. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. That's fair. 
<laughs> yet, 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 <laughs> yes. Maybe here. the next album. <laughs> All right. You, I got just five like you got a website. <laughs> yeah, we it's have not a website. Just a, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Chris. Have a great well, night. We're well, going to play. We'll all get through. We'll all get through this together. Yes. <laughs> Here's Backbreaker by Discarnate. Here you go.
Landington. This show is a lot like recess at the concentration camp. A big sloppy bunch of Jews, BSing about nothing important, and waiting to die. Get ready, the Masa. A Metal Injection live cast returns. Now. Jeez, Chuck. Yeah, really. Rough. Did he say the Masa? He said the Masa, uh, I mean, Metal oh. Injection live cast. That was great. Chris Adler is a wonderful human Very being. Nice. He yeah. gave us yeah. so many, like, juicy details. And, and uh, gossip. That story about his motorcycle accident is pretty crazy. Yeah, and his arm being right under his chin that mm-hmm. skeeved me out. So I was that. just focusing on the love story. Oh, I thought yeah. that was sweet. And uh, how did Dave Mustaine thing? get on the line? That was yeah, weird. Was how does he? Too. His friends in the FBI must have tipped him off. Yep. What are you complaining about? We got two big stars at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, I, I met a bunch of big stars in the world of professional wrestling. Oh yeah. Did you give Roman Reigns the cancer? Yeah. I did not. I was not. I was at a SmackDown house show yesterday. I didn't know if maybe you had injected him with a syringe of leukemia. Only metal. I think Roman Reigns heard Rob was coming to meet him, and he's like, I'm just going to say I have cancer so I could get out of this. (laughs) Oh, so it's like not he does not actually have cancer. Wow. Breaking news. He's He's taking a a long break from wrestling just to avoid meeting me once. Wow. Rob gone? All right, cool. Miracle recovery. I'm back, everybody. This just in. Roman Reigns, not actually afflicted with leukemia, simply wants to avoid Robert Fesbach. <laughs> More on this story as it develops. But, uh, so I met. Like perfect. There was a, a meet and greet before uh, the event, and I got invited, which was very cool. And I got to meet. Was a it few of interviews the for your squared circle, or you just meet and greet? No, no, no. It, was a very, I, it wasn't like. It was just an autograph signing, so there wasn't an opportunity to Did like get anything signed. You should take one No, of I just chairs. took photos. What? You should have come chairs. to Noah's, taken a chair. Yeah, you take a chair, in, drove it get a to, to White Plains, yeah. dragged it into the or venue. Or at least get bring Noah's heel sign. Explain at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Were there any heels? Uh, no, it was all face. Oh. Okay. Uh, it was so I met Crash Jeff. Holly. He's dead, unfortunately. What? Rest in peace. For real. Eddie Gilbert, hot stuff. Also dead. There. What? Rest in peace. For a long time. Mr. Ass. Alive. But Damn it. <laughs> we just saw Mr. Ass at an indie show. You did? Yeah, it was at the um, the one that uh, Bull runs, the uh, oh, Outlaw Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, wait, and you went to that? Yeah, we went to the last one. Oh, the one on the 19th in Bay Ridge? Yeah. It was at a, like, a, like a gym, you know, a church gym or whatever. Yeah. I'm a nice man. Yeah, and his son wrestles for them. So what? I guess he, his son, Austin Gunn is his son. Yeah, he's not bad. He was on All In in the Battle Royal. He's fine. So he, yeah, he's like, he's not, you know, he doesn't do high flying stuff or anything, but he's like, call himself Ass Jr. He looks just like, he really does look like It's yeah. crazy. And uh, Billy was in good shape. He, he wrestled in the main event. Oh, God, oh. gets two. Uh, who, uh, who, oh, I, honestly, I'm blanking on it right now. Gilbert. But another known. Oh, no, it was uh, Kenny Sark? Dykstra from the Spirit Squad. Okay. No idea. And some other guy I didn't know. Uh, was, you remember, um, like, uh, Dolph Ziggler used to be in the Spirit Squad before he was Dolph Ziggler? This was, yes. The Spirit this Squad was, my time. it was like um, five guys that were male cheerleaders. Okay. 
And they were oh, like, yeah. they were Vince McMahon's lackeys. Like okay. they would come out and enforce whatever Vince McMahon wanted to do. Okay. Uh, so one of them was Kenny Dykstra, and then he left the Spirit Squad and was supposed to be like the next Wunderkind or whatever, and it just never no. worked out. And now he does like. Is that his actual name, or is he just trying to sound like Lenny Dykstra? It's Kenny something oh. else. Okay, I think. it's not Kenny Dykstra. Uh, but yeah, so Ken Doan, I believe, is his. Oh, oh, name. right. That sounds right. Ken uh, Bone. Don't. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> no, he's still alive. Is he? Sadly. He may be, like, you know, tempting diabetes and stuff. He's a very heavy guy. He's running for office. <laughs> he wasn't at that show. But, yeah, Billy, uh, uh, Jennifer and I surmised that Billy was wasted on oh. something. Yeah, Whoa. He was just really, like, he had the mic, like, 90% of the time he was out there and just say, like, slurred. Not so much slurring, maybe a little bit, but I mean, more like not. Could it be that he just wanted the like he was just fiending for attention? No, it's not the fact that he had the mic. I think that's really what he's there to do. Mm. But I just that he couldn't stay focused, and he was corpsing a lot. Like he kept laughing at serious points in the match and stuff. And he was a little mm. wobbly, mm. but that could just be age. You I know? mean, it's Bay Ridge. There's a lot of Italian food. It could be a whole Hulk was it Bay Ridge or situation. It was uh, no, it was Bay Ridge. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. Like yeah. Oh, that was the one you sent me the photo of. Harway Avenue. There's a picture of it on Bagel Boy. Tipsy off Post- that marinara sauce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, Juice Robinson was there too, which I was shocked yeah, by. Yeah, that he's, is pretty crazy. He's a yeah. New Japan guy. They must be calling in favors. Like, hey, if you're in New York or whatever. Or he was uh, just in town. He's like, I'll take a booking. You should come with us. You think? November 1st, Rob and I are going November to Dallas. November 1st, yeah, Dar- uh, Darren can't come. Oh, not, yeah, yeah, won't right. be not to do this all on the air, but... He has to do it on the air. The next, the next show, they're going to do one like yeah. one a month. So, well, Andy from Every Time I Die is wrestling. Yeah, again. we were going to hang out, watch him wrestle. That should be fun. But yeah, so last night, so I met uh, Becky Lynch, who was very cool, very nice. I tried to do invisible oranges with her, the she metal pose. She did not comprehend it. Was not. It like, looked it like, like she did it right. She's like, it looks like we're holding invisible something else, implying this, this. Oh, I thought balls. Oh, Wait, what? It, wouldn't it be tits? Also. Yeah, yeah I oh, thought boobs. boobs. Why would your balls be up here? Or <laughs> oh, they're rough. detached? Oh, right. Well, actually, your balls might be up yeah. there. You don't know. <laughs> now that I think about it. I guess it. boobs makes more. But, like, why would the boobs be? You know what? None of it makes because sense. Because they're think, perky. They're implants. Well, she was doing it here. Like where her oh, yeah, you're were. right. You're right. You're right. Okay, go back there and do it all over again. <laughs> uh, Carmella, very nice as well. Was she in character? Or it was Becky she was in nice. character? Becky was like cocky, but still very friendly. Becky cocky. <laughs> Becky's cocky. And then cocky Becky. Uh, Jeff Hardy, who like oh. if I was if I was sixteen, I would have been so like ridiculously excited. like it was still cool to meet him now as a thirty five year old. You like one of those ladders? Oh. that they used to climb. <laughs> he still climbs. <laughs> he still climbs those ladders, but he does not climb me. Gave you a swanton. What if he yeah, he didn't climb Rob to give someone else a swanton either? <laughs> uh, and then Daniel Bryan, and I told uh. Daniel Bryan the story that I've relayed here on the podcast before, which is uh, the three of us, actually, me, Noah, and Darren, all went to a Ring of Honor show at like a, a rec hall in Long Island. Oh, him that? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Sure and it was here. like a tiny show with 200 people. 
And he was doing a gimmick called Best in the World. Uh-huh. And Darren and I at the time were not really big on Daniel Bryan. I admit little... it. I was wrong. I did yes. not see in him what would be good in, in a major. And so he did Best in the World. We, we also <laughs> were very much contrarians at the time. Mm-hmm. It was just fun to, to do chants. Yeah. We was, so we started chanting overrated. Uh-huh. And overrated. And now, again, this is a 200-person venue. And it's like anybody <laughs> could whisper yeah. and start a chant. It was so quiet. <laughs> And like easy to start changing. And also, I want to add something to this: is that you and I started the chant, and you and I were the only two people finishing the chant. <laughs> yes, no one joined in on this chant. We were Everyone going. Everyone loved him. Yeah, he was like we were the so old. over. And so he turned to us as we're doing overrated, and he just said, "No." You're overrated. Oh, Back that's to so us. great. I marked out so hard. And we were just like, what does that even mean? We're not rated. Uh, and I told him that. And I told the story. I condensed it. It was much quicker because obviously I, I only so. had a few seconds. Uh, and, I, and I ended. And there was like this awkward second. Like, oh, we said overrated. And you go, no, no, you're overrated. And it was like, ha, 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 ha. Wait. And wait you just didn't... said you're overrated. And then I'm like, well, obviously, I don't feel the same way anymore. And he was right. like, oh, okay. Let's take the photo then. I, I wanted to ask him, like, if I knew you were telling that story, I would say, ask him if he remembers doing that. He didn't remember doing it. Oh, okay. But he did say... Here's what's interesting. He said, like, oh, I wish I could still do that. You know, they ask us not to do that here. And, like, last night I was wrestling and somebody yelled at me, the Seahawks suck. No, that's a football team. And he's from Seattle. Okay. Uh, And so they yelled at him, the Seahawks suck. And I just wanted to turn around and be like, no, you suck. (laughs) So I feel by him saying that, he acknowledges that, oh, that was totally my sense of humor. Right. Right. By just being like, no, you suck. Right. (laughs) You're, or no, you're overrated. His, like his retorts need some work. That's kind of. I like, agree. It's weak. <laughs> well, he but has I, other strengths. But I was retorts are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate though that he wasn't offended and like. Yeah. And and it made him want to share a story with me. You well, know, when I, you I when you're it. on that level of adulation, like, can you really be that mad that like two people in the crowd? Right. That, I think that's what he was saying. But it's just fun to heckle back. But he is great. I will say I've totally done a 180 on my opinion of him. I did not yes. like him in Ring of Honor. I thought he just looked like a, a penis. Like he just looked like a like a weird like. Well, he did. He's Joey. He shaved his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Head shaved. He just had a, like a penis head shaved head. And I just he didn't look like a wrestler to me. He was I, I even at the time, Rob, you will confirm this. I acknowledge that he was a good athlete and. A okay wrestler. I felt the same. Like, I, I just thought he was boring as fuck. It's not that, that I, I, sort of like the gimmick a little bit that he, he was, was like just a very, wrestler's like, bland, wrestler. like all American, like golden yeah. boy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the thing that just was kind of like as a fan, though, is we'd go to these Ring of Honor shows and they'd be a four hour show and you watch three and a half hours of like crazy high spots. Right. Like, all of this crazy stuff. And then the main event is like a grappling, like old school. Right. It's like. You know, if if that match was the third match on the card, I would be more into it than after watching like four hours of just like insane, you know, crash wrestling. And he was good at at high flying to an extent. I mean, he's not the best high flyer out there, but he put together a fun match. Yeah, yeah. he can. And he's and he's one of the few guys that I would say when he went to WWE, 
from the indies became better. Like we went to yeah, a new plateau. Agreed. Agreed. It doesn't happen. It that clicked way on though. a different level once he got to WWE. AJ Styles, I feel like too. I mean, he did much better stuff that I appreciated at the time when he was, you know, an independent wrestler. Yeah. But I feel like he also went to another level. So that was fun. And the venue was the Westchester County Center, which I've wanted to go to that venue since I was a little kid. I remember hearing the voiceovers and never going. And it's insane how intimate it is. It's like a two, three. It's you know what? It's the the size of the grand ballroom, not the Hammerstein. The Grand Prosper Hall? The grand ballroom, the upstairs of the of the Hammerstein. And, and and it was cool to see WWE in such an intimate venue and nice. Uh, and it's always fun seeing the kids. How many reactions would you say? Oh. Three thousand, like three thousand, two, three thousand. Kids. Yeah, Rob likes uh, looking at the kids. Okay, They're all Ian adults. Watkins. No, I mean like like <laughs> watching kids. a wrestling show through a kid's eyes is like. How many kids did you push out of your fucking way when you went to tell Daniel Bryan yeah, that you exactly. heckled him one time? No, How many kids did you cut? none. I made. I was at the sure. back of the line. I let everyone go before me. You. On the line? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, we waited for the line to die down, and then we stood up. How many uh, uh, babies' eyes did you rip out so you could look through <laughs> them and see the show? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year-old baby. <laughs> Robert, why you rip out the baby eyes? They not, do nothing to you. You're no good. You're no good like the fucking Ian fucking Watkin. He's no good motherfucker, and you're no good motherfucker. <laughs> Why you kill baby Daniel Brown? <laughs> uh, baby, why you not coming to the Georgia? I tell him, you coming to the Georgia and see the shiki baby. <laughs> Area code 601, are you from the Georgia? Uh, no, I'm from uh, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Well, What's up, Will from Mississippi? Hey, Great I to hear from you again. How did that Indian I restaurant work out for you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did right. you ever try that Indian? I, I, yeah. Before you go into what you're going to tell us about, let's hear about the Indian Yeah, food. get to the important stuff first. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I just uh, want to tell you guys, I've been uh, hanging out with my brother a lot lately, and uh, we were drinking hanging out. I started playing you guys' uh, Tom Perry's. He loved them, but uh, he got the Iron Sheep one. He had cracked him up. So we went down the rabbit hole, watching Iron Sheet videos. And now, like, he's in love with the Iron Sheet now. <laughs> oh, wow. We should charge the Iron Sheet's management. So I, I, I missed the first part of that. How did he – so what did he hear that was – it was from our show, you said? Yeah. The Iron Sheet uh, love yeah, yeah. the way – yeah. yeah. Umbrella. I got you. Yeah. Love the no, way you lie. Umbrella. That's a different – Oh, whoops. That, the Umbrella Sorry. song is the one about Chris Brown beating <laughs> yeah. Rihanna. Oh, with right, an, right, right. With right, an right. umbrella. Right, umbrella right. out. Umbrella out. With you screaming at playing Rihanna, getting beat by an umbrella. Wait, wasn't Rob no, the was one screaming? screaming? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Noah is for was, the first two verses. Was, oh, oh, at the I'm, end, it's Rob. Uh, right. No, well, it's let me say, best. explain it. Noah, oh, I remember now. Okay. Noah gets beat with the umbrella for the first two ver- yeah. verses. And then the third <laughs> verse, Chris Brown goes to jail. Oh, and gets guess, raped okay. in prison. Okay, that's and right. Rob supplies the voice of the of Chris Brown being raped in prison. And then towards the end of the rape, 
Chris Brown ends up kind of liking. Them. Right. It's and very much like uh, the recording of Rocket Queen on Appetite for Destruction. That was actually Rob getting prison raped. Oh in the wow, <laughs> Rob! I didn't even know you were in prison. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have a recollection Method. of this. That's how traumatized it was. <laughs> this is not very woke of us, by the way. It was ten years ago. Yeah. You got to give us a little. And at pass least we were making light of the fact that this guy's a domestic abuser. Like, right. yeah. Oh, he I seems to he... completely have skated. No, no, that wasn't even making, making yeah, light of prison rape. I is... think making fun of him, like, being a shitty abuser was the good part of the song. It was just the yeah. prison rape yeah. I would take back a little yeah. bit. And and to, to, cl- to expand on that, it's just, you know, make... When someone goes to prison, it doesn't immediately al- give you the excuse to make a joke about them getting raped. It's only right. if they deserve it. Like if they did something that where you wish rape upon them, then it's okay. I still think it's right. Uh, I still no, think you should no. no, it's not it's that not eye for an eye. I don't, yeah, I don't think the purpose of sending them to jail is for them to get paid back for whatever they did by being raped anally. <laughs> Dep- once again, depends on what they do. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing okay. about that, I think. Because we've I've talked about this with Rob before, is that like why should anal sex be like that's something so bad? You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're also shaming that act right. in and of itself. What's wrong with sodomy? Well, right. if it's rape, right? If it's rape and it hurts, well, rape, there's not there's yeah, not really lube yes, readily available is, at a prison. Is, is, is the rape? It's yes. rough and raw. Well, they make things out of everything. They make guns out of soap. So, but I feel like they're probably not so concerned with lube in that moment. Probably. Or it's in the shower, although that the water is not a good look. No. But do you, even the rapist, wouldn't probably want to put their dick in a dry... Well, unless it's like a power thing more than an, a sexual gratification Fair, thing. I guess, yeah. I just, mm. yeah, it's hard to get it in there unless there's lube. <laughs> wow, they look what you set us off on. I mean, will? Hey, if, yeah. they, if there, where there's a will, there's a way. Wait, we have wait. will on the line. Yeah. So wait, uh, I'm sorry, Will, before yeah. you go on. So what's the song that we parodied for the Iron Sheik? It's the Eminem song. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, oh, okay. There's the Eminem song. Can't remember the name of it. Yeah, love the way you lie. You want to play a few bars of it? So yeah, yeah. We'll play. We can play it in, in a little bit. But Will, so did you ever hit up that Indian restaurant? That's what we we were we were serious about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I haven't been able to go yet. I haven't been by there yet. I'm just waiting until I'm close to it to go to it. But I'm 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 probably gonna go pretty soon. I'll, I'll let you guys know when I go. All right. We want pictures. We want a full review. We yeah. want a link to your Yelp post about it. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> Best restaurant ever. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you for yeah. calling in, Will. Wait, is that is that it? I mean, hey, uh, hey, I, uh, I have one more. Have oh, one sure. More How many? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you guys ever talk about that? Uh, the uh, uh, Lent Biscuit ITP thing? Oh, we didn't that talk one? about. I don't think we we did had talk it about. on the list of things to talk about and never got to it. <laughs> of course, I mean it's a it's more of a visual thing. Just Limp Bizkit were performing at a festival, and ICP also performed earlier in the night. So Shaggy Two Dope had access to the stage. He was side stage, tried to drop kick Fred Durst, barely <laughs> barely hit him. <laughs> like it, it ended up looking like a light shove with his foot. Now remind me, Shaggy Two Dope is the not fat one. Is yes, that correct. Okay, Violin um, J is the fat one. Yes. All right. And then uh, so he got arrested, but whatever the charges are dropped in. It was just a very funny story in the moment. Just like the headline, just like insane cloud posse. Yes, and then the Iron Sheet comes in and tweets about how he wants peace between his brothers. <laughs> and DJ Lethal like retweeted it like he's right. We should just be spreading love. 
both of you have band that have to be role model for all the scumbag people. <laughs> you have to work together for all your fucking audience that do meth all the time. <laughs> all of the scumbag people look up to you, motherfucker. You should get along. <laughs> there you go. Bless the Iron Sheik. God bless his mother. God bless his father. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. What about the Indian food? Oh, he said he didn't go yet. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. (laughs) We'll just go right now and then call us from the restaurant. Yeah. We'll do a live review. All right, I'll make sure you know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for calling in. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. We got, we got another call. Drop kick him into some tikka masala sauce. <laughs> Just putting us off. Uh, Who do we have? Well, I want to remind everyone if you want to call in, if you're listening live, 213 Wide Nut, 213 943 3688. We have area code 559. You're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? I am. Uh, my name's Matt. I'm from California. Hey, the up? gold state. Matt? <laughs> Matt, yeah. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt. Hey, I was also I wanted to call you guys. I, I ended up watching those skits you guys talked about last week or two weeks ago. Oh, the... You guys, when you guys first started. Oh, my God. Dude, I had to stop them because I was at work and people were just looking at me. And I was just laughing my ass off oh. <laughs> at my oh, desk. Funny. And my boss was just like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I, just, I was like, oh, shit, you know? <laughs> And so I was I watched the gangster one. It was a gangster injection, whatever it was called. Oh but yeah. With, uh, oh, Noah, wow. Noah and Rob. Rob looks like Rob. You look like this guy I used to watch. Uh, he was, he was, his name was. I don't know if you guys remember a month music from Canada. Yes, vaguely. Uh, the guy, the, the the host of Loud. You guys remember that guy? Mm. He had like a goatee and he was a little weird looking. Well, not Rob. Oh, Rob's thanks. not weird looking. Oh, like, uh, Rob's much, much handsomer, you know? Oh. We're looking it up now. Well, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell, but. Okay. Tom Green, I think you mean. Oh, yeah. I thought Tom? you looked like uh, Metal Sonata. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I look like this guy. Well, who was the other guy that was next to you? Oh, that's our. In the gangster thing, that's just our friend Anthony. Just our friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was pretty hilarious, man. Yeah, he's just our friend. And Noah was just, you couldn't even tell it was Noah. Wait, wait. Uh, that was the talk show one? No. No, he's talking one. about the one where the, we. No, no, the no. Halloween no I, was, I, was, I was watching the, the talk show one, um, but that's when I had to turn it off because I was about to get busted at work. But Oh, the. Uh, uh, no, oh, the one I'm talking about, the, the gangster one where. Rob saying shizzle, nizzle, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't think that was me. That was Marina. Oh, that was Marina. You're right. Yeah. That's why it it almost didn't look like Noah. Yeah, yeah. That was our friend Marina. Yeah, so that wasn't Saturday Night Live one, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, did we lose him? I think we lost him. I think we might have lost him. Sorry, I'll call. I'm here. Oh, there we are. There we are. I'm here. SNL. Okay, so you're saying. (laughs) What about the SNL one? Well, you, you guys really, then the, the Salt Saturday Night Live one, that was pretty fucking hilarious. Oh, Agreed. Oh, man. I think my favorite one Which is... Which one's the one that I should watch, though? The one I love the best is the... Oh, well, The Intervention is the, the little movie that we shot. That was my favorite. Yeah, we posted that link a few like a month or two ago, uh, I think. Of the old episodes, too, I really, really enjoyed all the Halloween ones we yeah. did. Yeah. So, the, and the, the gangster one is actually a part of like a 
four part Halloween episode where each of us kind of turned into zombies because like so I got I got killed in that gangster episode and then the next episode like Frank is hosting it because the joke is that he killed me but then I come as a zombie and I eat him and also and that one that episode had the Moscow Metal Minute where Misha and Sasha had a fight right and then like I just remember like no doubt don't speak is playing Lots they, of good they decide to do separate shows and split up from each other. That you would, find yeah. all of these oh, on the yeah. Metal Injection YouTube page. Of my of the old episodes oh, yeah, only, not the movies that we did. Uh, my favorite one is when you quit and then like you wanted to come back, so you came back in disguises. Oh right, the VJ audition. Search. Oh, right. the VJ search. And That's I want to say I watched that episode recently really? with adult. With like you know, fifteen year, like fifteen year matured eyes, right. and it is a little cringeworthy because one, well, one of the characters oh, that I play, there's some is, is oh. a very racist Asian <laughs> stereotype. Oh boy, <laughs> Sony, and you uh, got some like Chinese eye glasses, right? Yeah, and I yeah. play the most uh, cringy. Now. And his name is Sony. Basic and like, and I uh, forgot that part of it. And the thing about it is, like, we were so entertained by it, and it was just like the most basic racist. Just like it, it was just oh, just the mince pronunciation of the letters. Like we were all. T- I remember I couldn't do a straight take because I was. Well, it's because the teeth were falling out of your mouth. Yeah, that, I, that I would well. just like to say I was not there for that day of shooting. <laughs> I was brought in from my sinister, my sinister Sasha uh, bit. And you nailed that in like, two, and, and I had to leave the room while you were doing it because I was <laughs> laughing too hard and I was ruining the take. Um, but yeah, uh. yeah. And then you clotheslined me at, at as Sinister Sasha. Oh, that's I, right. I get clo- We were on uh, Brighton Beach oh, yeah. shooting, and you clotheslined me in the sand. God, that felt like yesterday. That yeah, like that's ten crazy. years ago. Ten. It was more. Oh, it's crack. Yeah, yeah, like fourteen years, years ago. ago. What? It's two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Ten passed a while ago. <laughs> there you go, man. Another thing I wanted to tell you guys. Yes, please. Another thing I wanted to tell you guys. Praise I named my daughter want. Havana because of you guys. What? Oh, what? You named your daughter Havana? First yep. name? Yep. You're lying. Oh, <laughs> Havana. Havana. What did your wow. What did your wife yep. What did your wife think nice when name. you suggested? She Havana. actually picked it out. She picked it out herself, and then I started laughing in my head. Then I showed her the song, and she was like, "Really." Oh, so that's not because of us then. Wait, so did you present it to her like on a list of names and oh. she picked it or did she come I, I up with it? Her, on yeah, a... I showed her. I, yeah, I presented a list. She liked that one the best. The, the other, <laughs> ones, were, what? The other ones are Shlomo and Ken yeah. Pierce. <laughs> Wait, you want to name, you wanna name, our, you wanna name our daughter Piercing Metal? I don't think so. Carol the Racist. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Mindy Mayer. <laughs> I don't. I can't even pronounce this. What does it say? Aman, 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 Aman. Douglas Levinson. We are not naming our daughter. Who are you? I told her Patty. Patty. Not Patty Labelle. Patty! <laughs> Her legal birth certificate will say P A A A A A A T T Y Y Y Y. You can only call her by saying that. Patty! No, my name isn't Patty. It's Patty! 
Patty. 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 All right, guys. Well, I gotta get back to work. My boss is looking at me strangely. You're lucky nice. that your daughter <laughs> was. Just... You're lucky that your daughter was born that... a while ago, because her name would have been wetter than SpongeBob. If it was like <laughs> right? Oh, dude, I showed my my coworkers that. They're like, dude, why are there little kids singing that shit? <laughs> that was my question. Oh. Exactly. You're fired for showing your coworkers that. Be careful. Man. I was about to show my wife that, then she'd be like, uh, "I think the daughter can't watch." Football. I think I'm taking Havana and we're leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you so much for your call. That was awesome. Thank you for uh, thank you for the support. All right. All right, All right guys. Peace. Later. All right. That was awesome. Come on, Havana. Take your uh, brother, baby Daniel. <laughs> oh, oh my and God, Mark Braverman, no. and the two of them stand oh. sho- shoulder to shoulder. Oh, I said his name. It's <laughs> such a habit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I wanted to play this quick clip of David D. Rainman. Oh, oh yeah. he has a new song. Did you hear this? There was a new song. Uh, well, competing do. with the story about Insane Clown Posse and Limp Biscuit last week, the other mm. big story was that uh, D. Rain Man took out his chin piercing. Oh, no. Because he didn't want to feel like a 40-year-old hot topic. Oh, How permanently took it out. Permanently. Like permanently. Out. Like he went to a bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> he it's had a moil rip it off his chin. Oh. And then the moil sucked a bleeding it. wound after he ripped it out. <laughs> Like give him herpes on his chin. Well, it's so funny. Because also, wait—he didn't want to look like a forty-year-old. What? Hot topic kid. He's forty-five. So let's, let's get a forty-five-year-old. Oh. Calm down. I David. think he might have said that. He I would love know. to look forty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was just so funny. So he has this uh, new interview, and he's kind of saying like, "I'm surprised it took people so long to notice because oh. like I did promo <laughs> photos." Well, here let's let's listen to the sound clip because it's it's pretty good. He's being interviewed. Uh, by Hard Drive Online. What the hell is that? It's an online Hearing publication. On half a billion views. It's Nitro's I mean, new. So uh, he's talking about, interview. okay, so just th- this interview is joined in progress. He's talking about Sound of Silence, the oh. music video, and how uh, because of the video and how it exploded, he, he has no anonymity anymore. Oh, for fuck's sake, you motherfucker. Well, and then he transitions to the piercing talk. It's, it's just insane. So, um... A lot changed. Uh, it used to be that whenever I walked around without my old piercings, uh, that I was very rarely recognized. It wasn't a common thing. Uh, you know, I just I, looked like any old Jew without him. I could be somewhat incognito. Doesn't matter anymore. Because my that face was so front and center in that video, and it's been viewed so many times by so I wonder many whose people. choice that was. Like, it doesn't matter whether I have him or not. People know. And... Um, yeah, you know, and to go to a question which I'm sure you're going to ask at some point during this interview, anyway. Yeah, I felt it was time to do away with them, and you know, they're they're cumbersome and just annoying and a pain, and 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 uh, and I, I, it didn't feel right at this age. You know, I got all this nice salt and pepper going on over here. It's a good distinguished. Yeah. Look here. <laughs> I got well, mine salt too. and pepper is bald as a cube. Well, yeah. yeah. the beard, chin, yeah, uh, the chin. Yeah, like from the food. You know, I was going to ask you about the piercing. He's like. 
I read, you know, the write up about it, and I figured you pretty much said all you really need to yeah. say about it. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's your face. What I, I thought was hysterical is that, you know, when the Metal Hammer article came out earlier on in the beginning of, of this whole story. What you wish it was metal injection? It was pretty <laughs> awkward. See, I want to hear what was so hilarious. I like Metal Hammer, though, so Obviously I'm not a I didn't have him in, so why didn't people lose their minds at that point? What 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 was the catalyst that all of a sudden launched 100 articles that, oh, that people were there crazy? The catalyst one article and then aggregated 100 times. Let's let's Yeah, the catalyst is someone asked you about it and yeah, like if anything he's kind of insulting himself here because it's like nobody was paying attention yeah. to you and nobody noticed this. Like he thought it was going to be like when Metallica cut their hair, it was going to be this yeah. huge oh, thing and then yeah. he's just waiting and waiting. It was only until one person asked about it. He started like, wearing T-shirts saying, "Ask me about my lack of chin piercing." Also, I don't think he understands the irony in the like stories, that, like the way we wrote the story. I don't know. I can't speak for other publications, but it was just like the joke about the story was that it was a nonce. Like, oh my god, did you hear the news? Yeah. David Draymond took yeah, it was chin piercing. Cheek. Yeah, it was a very tongue in cheek. Was the story. cheek pierced though? <laughs> it <laughs> was, but then the piercing was oh. eventually taken out. Okay, That's, very good. Uh, the thing. So for him to kind of treat it like people were treating it seriously is disingenuous. Also, when he said like he said something about like hot topic kid, right? Like the the only thing more hot topic kid than having a chin piercing like that is expecting everyone to obsess over your lack of chin piercing. That's like, yeah. like dude, you're an adult who gives a shit. Why are you still talking you're about this? Yeah. See about it. And, uh, you know, I. I've said this on other things, and I'll, I'll say it now. I really don't think that anybody is going to buy or not buy a Disturbed album and or ticket because I am or am not wearing my LeBray piercings. And nobody is making that argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I want to talk more about uh, the creation of this album. Please let's not. <laughs> it's so funny because I was thinking when David was saying, uh, I'm going to answer the question that you're probably going to ask me. Yeah. And I was like, probably the interviewer was like, oh, I just want to ask about the album writing process yeah. like every other interviewer does. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess now I have to. All right. Uh, <coughs> did he have his pierce again when you took that beautiful picture with him, Noah? Do you remember? I did, don't were remember. you thinking about it? Was it front and center in your mind? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to check in our text. Um, I think he did not have it. <gasps> But I didn't even notice What's that. wrong with you, Noah? Not mentioning that he had his stupid yeah. piercing. How did you not know? You were right by him. I know. I was like, here, here's a picture. Why didn't you write 100 articles no. yeah. about it? No, he, 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 there's no hole even in his <gasps> chin. Oh, my God. Was it fake the whole time? Was it a clip-on? <laughs> his whole <laughs> mouth is gone. It's his grandma's clip-on earring. <laughs> what if? Bubby's earring. Bubby, my booby, my booby's earring. I had it clipped on to my uh, chin. <laughs> I was eating some rokiach gefilte fish. I want to say he was very, very polite when I met him. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was That's he gonna do? Grab you by the pussy? I mean, he's a real saint. Yeah. Fuck. He's professional. Dipshit. Yeah. Lots of polite people make horrible, horrible music. Right. Sure. No exception here. He ain't that polite anyway. Look at his fucking yells at his own fans in yeah. concert. Hey, put your phone away. Or uh, asks his own questions in interviews. <laughs> yes, anyway, so I'll just answer it. <laughs> fucking dick. 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 Let's get him on the show just so we can not ask so him like, about Dick! It. <laughs> dick! <laughs> hey, David Rain Man. Why are you such a dick? 
I, ju- I was just going to say, we have him on the show and just the whole time not ask about his chin piercing just to fuck with him. Yeah. Like the whole time he's expecting yeah. it and then we never and give him. And he should be like, hey, he'll finally have to go, hey, what about my chin piercing? And oh, then we hang up on him. Yeah. No, no, no even worse. Hey, oh, no, I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> chin piercing. What? You had a chin oh, yeah. piercing? <laughs> Uh, Who is this? I never looked at your face before. What if the whole interview is us being like, oh, I don't know how we set this up. Who are you? Yeah. What are you? <laughs> nah. Nah. Uh, well, we should neg him. Yeah. Somebody, I guess you're in a band. Some publicist said you should come on. We do this from time to time, you know. Yeah. Put some new <laughs> band on. What have you done? <laughs> it says here you covered the sound, uh, the sound of silence? Really? That's like, I feel like that's such a classic song like why would you try to reinvent the wheel (laughs) oh david (laughs) oh david dick (laughs) jerk you tell oh what do you mean oh fuck him no it was like buddy buddy with him now look at this probably like grapple together now you can take some training classes with him old jujitsu with him well if he does take jujitsu that means i will like him yeah, see? Like birthright friends over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <friends>. that too. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, let's let's uh voicemails. We have some yeah. voicemails. <clears throat> we need like a voicemail segment bumper or something. Anyone in the audience wants to record one, feel free. Or we can just record one. We could, but if they want to also. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. A nice porno for Noah to watch. Why not Zoidberg? Mm. Uh. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, watch any sure. porn this week, Noah? Uh, well, it's it's funny because, like, you know, like on porn sites, they'll show you, like, the cartoons that you've watched as a child in porn. Oh, like, like as ads? Yeah. Yeah, like Simpsons or yeah, I'm not, Futurama. I'm really so creeped. Not into it, Zoidberg. Yeah. Sorry. But that's not what Rob. Well, yeah, you. but like, what um, are you? What did you watch? Um, like, what was the search term? This this week, I'm into anal porn. Mm. What uh, oh, guy, girl, Straight guy, guy, yeah. prison rape, yeah, <laughs> prison gape, just like oh. straight, straight couple. Um, really? Okay. Tushy, you watching Tushy? Some Tushy videos. What's Tushy video? It's one a, of the it's like an anal sex porn series. It's a seventy-one-year-old man's way of saying <laughs> buttocks. <laughs> no, it's called Tushy. Just whatever the Pornhub uh, uh, brings up for you, or uh, some looking for something specific. You have anyone's anus who you're a particular fan of? No, just like you know, like cream pie <laughs> and the anus and stuff. Oh, like that. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah of, of course. course. Okay, like that's what I'm. Cream into. pieing is wonderful. I don't like it in <laughs> porn when they're like. When the guy like stretches the ass and then he pulls it on you and like the yeah, camera keeping. zooms in. Yeah. I'm not no, a fan of that. Yeah, I don't like. I, yeah, like it's you see the that, intestines. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want science to, no. to break yeah. into no, my fantasy. anatomy class. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Kink shaming people that like intestines uh, visible through the anus hole. We're not kink shaming. We're not kink shaming. It's just not for us. Like if you're into it, go for it. Yeah. What's that called? Blooming. No, there's like a blooming onion. <laughs> There's like a specific term for like when the ass Tulip? is inside tuliping. Yes. No, yes. but tulip is when it's prolapsed and it comes out. It looks like you're a tulip, just saying like a just just when it's, it's just like, like a so big black hole. 
Yeah. No, yeah. the black hole like is if fine. It's like a plug and then they pull it out yeah, and it's, it's still open. Yeah, it's see like the red. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, see no, that. No, 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 I don't want to. Did that. anyone see the porn uh, of yes. when they <laughs> When a man, <laughs> when a man has his chin piercing ripped out, oh! and then, and then he gets fucked in the hole. No, you can see inside. You can see the all his uh, like of his teeth, uh, roots and all that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm into this week. I'm watching a lot of that. Right Good on. to know. Any, any? Do you watch the rimming, or you just get to the fuck? Um, I mean, I, I like watching the whole thing, where it's like, you know, he has to like put it in. It's a little bit hard to put in. And then, you know, like the like struggling, mm-hmm. mm, loosening up. What's Bruno doing while you're doing this? <laughs> he's he was crying he's in the corner. The, <laughs> he's on the corner of the bed sleeping. Oh wait, so he's in bed? He's with in bed? No, no. Uh, I've, just, like, I've just gotten so lazy about like kicking oh. him off the bed that like I just bunch the blanket to like create uh, a wall. You oh, build a wall. God. That's okay. I think that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> build a wall. Build a wall. Uh, <laughs> I think that's acceptable. Is the volume on on the computer or is it I muted? use my AirPods so he doesn't hear it. Make he masturbation great again. I do the same thing with Bobka. <laughs> Bobka is easily startled by sounds. I don't want Bobka to be confused about moaning or anything. So I just put some headphones on. You're screaming from... Anal forced anal sex video. So now it's forced? <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Every sentence of this conversation <laughs> takes it to a new, un- previously <laughs> undisclosed yeah. uh, uh, oh. de- de- uh, a degradation. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we got another voicemail. No. I don't hear anything. Hey, what's oh. up, Mental Injection Livecast? It's Zane in Chicago. I just wanted to share a quick story. So my friends and I were playing this game the other day where you say a common name and then a celebrity with that name that you would want to be like, oh, if you had to be a famous Kevin, which famous Kevin one do you want to be? Kevin Bacon, Kevin Federline. It's kind of a dumb game. But anyway, we got to the name Daniel. Ah. I said, Zane, if you had to be a famous Daniel, who would you want to be? And I just went... The baby Daniel! Why you kill the baby Daniel? Seven years old, baby! They definitely looked at me weird and had no idea what I was talking about. But then I showed them the Iron Cheek video, and now all of my friends are going around saying, Seven years old, baby! Oh pretty great. I thought I would share that with you guys. Uh, awesome job on the show. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Oh, thank you. What are the odds that after we mentioned Baby Daniel like a dozen times yeah. tonight, then we had a voicemail about him? He's going to get an alert up in heaven. Oh. We, should play, we should play the original Iron Cheek, oh. Baby Daniel. That's rare. Yeah. He says, you're Chris, Chris, he's talking to Chris Benoit, yes. who's already dead. Yes. Chris Benoit, you invited me to see you and the Nancy. Getting <laughs> <laughs> a preview. Trailer. I think this is it. How long? Good. Three minutes. Like that. That's not bullshit. That's a shoot. Drive what you made that trick. See, you try to talk comedian, that's your stuff. But my story is different than you. Yes, you're serious. You're serious. Of course. But it works. It works. No, no, no. This comedian, baby face, or comedian heel. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, this is it. Cut this Fuck that. That brings my heart, man. What kind of fucking man you are? Five minutes. Do you get a seven years old, baby? He's only. 
He was seven. Seven years old. He was in Cuba, right? And it, and that, what, what was it, Marietta? Fayetteville, Georgia. Yeah, Fayetteville. Your name and five minutes from each other. Two weeks ago, I'm Simon Day. That's him doing his impression of Mike Francis. There's another one, but I think this is a really good one, too. We'll play both of them. Oh, not as current. Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. No. Another one. You were in. Wilkes-Barre. 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 come to me. He said, Shiggy baby, I'm alone, son. I'm alone. <laughs> and we are neighbor. After 15 years, Christmas more, I teach you. I come the cave that film in the Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Her, 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 her. And all your students. <laughs> He says Pennsylvania the way Rob says LaCroix. LaCroix. Pennsylvania. Let me play the real one because they're they're sitting with the hockey talk man. Okay, okay. (laughs) And he goes like, (laughs) and he goes, oh, why you killed the baby Daniel? Hockey man, hockey talk man pipes up and he goes, you should have killed your damn self first. (laughs) (laughs) You got it? I I, I, I got it. What are your thoughts on the Chris Benoit tragedy? Uh, he, he obviously had, you know, when I met this kid, he was 140 pounds. He, he, had, he was a really, really, really small kid. He worked hard. He trained hard. Nobody worked harder to achieve stuff than he did. He was so quiet, so well-mannered, uh, well-mannered. And, and, but uh, he had, it was not steroids. You don't do a steroid rage and kill Two people and yourself. That ain't that ain't Roy Rage. Roy Rage is running out, maybe hitting a motherfucker with a pipe or something across the head. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think he had some kind of a chemical imbalance, maybe a, a, a bipolar. I want to have a like game that. show and with Honky Tonk Man where we just list violent crimes and he tells us if he thinks it's Roy Rage or not. Just <laughs> <laughs> not see Roy Rage is when you hit a motherfucker with a pipe. <laughs> this guy stabbed this other guy outside of a bar. That's not Roy Rage. Clearly not steroids. <laughs> this guy hired a hitman to kill oh. his wife. All right, that's not Roy Rage. How about hockey? How about a man has his uh, his uh, librette piercing pulled <laughs> out of his chin? Not Roy Rage. Not at all. He's a dumb motherfucker. He's just a dumb motherfucker for wearing it in the fucking first place. <laughs> now, this is what a lot of people don't know, and I said this to my wife, and she thought I was wife. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I says to her, when I found out the girl was tied up, she was bound with her feet tied and her hands behind her. Mm, and there was going. no sign That's of the kind struggle. of porn I'm watching. That's for next week. What's this genre called? Oh, baby Daniel. H- Hogtied? <laughs> baby Daniel, not roid rage porn. <laughs> now, New Jack, you've been in a whole bunch of struggles in your life. If a motherfucker going to tie your hands and feet, I think you'd be fighting back. Yes, I would. There was no sign oh, of a yeah, struggle. Jack is but there, I remember when Kevin Sullivan started dating this girl. Oh no! And they would go in and, and handcuff and tie each other up and do all kinds oh, of shit. Yeah, we don't need so to. So maybe she thought the same thing oh. I'm saying. I love you. Here we go. You're so perfect. I cannot kill my son, Daniel, seven years old. Christmas, I saw you. 
get out how to say Wilkesbury in between those two. Sounds like Westbury. Is it Wilkes Bar? It's Wilkesbury. It's Wilkesbury. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You tell me, Sheik, come see me. You tell me, Sheik, give me your number. I give you my number. Three weeks ago, you killed Daniel. I did that. Why you killed Nancy Sullivan? But remember, Christmas Mark, you tell me, Sheik, baby, I'm lonesome. I live faith in Georgia 45 years. Christian Ball live faith in Georgia only 15 years. Christian Ball, how can you fucking kill Daniel? Daniel was. My God, his blood pressure right now is like. How can you kill the seven years old? <laughs> it was seven years old. I don't know. You I just love his like bipolar delivery. Yeah, like he's like his, all of a sudden he's calm again. <laughs> he settles right back down yeah. into the promo voice. <laughs> and Crispin, he's talking to somebody that's dead. Yes, Crispin, <laughs> when I see you, remember. I'm the best. I'm the best shoot fighting wise. I will beat your ass. If I kill seven year old baby, only take me two minutes. <laughs> You're dead now. But when I finish, I'm going to go down to hell and find you. And I kill your motherfucker all over again. And I send you to hell number two. And you will be down below me in the second hell, motherfucker. But how can you kill the baby seven years old? How are all the other people in the room keeping a straight face? Dude, dude, if you watch this video, Hockey Talk Man is sitting as if he's in church. Like focus, just watching, not smiling, not cracking. It's got to be all. one of those like I'm gonna bite my lip like really hard so the right. pain prevents me from laughing in this man's face. And New Jack, all right, so it's New Jack on the left, Sheik on the center, and Honky Tonk on the right. And Honky Tonk's just watching this <laughs> intently. New Jack has his back 100% turned to Iron Sheik. <laughs> And is looking in the opposite direction, doing something <laughs> yeah. else. Drugs. Probably I don't roll, know. rolling a J. <laughs> Beating himself in the fucking head with a uh, paint can or yeah. some work. <laughs> oh my god! The fucking funniest thing ever. Let's hear that. You get Larry hits me. You check me now. I like jizz, Daniel. I like He jizz? Yeah, that's what I thought. He kiss, said. kiss. I jizzed on the Sullivan. That's his wife. He jizzed on her and then kissed her? It's a snowball. What, brother? I like jizz, Daniel. I like jizz on Sullivan. It's definitely jizz. I know, but I think he's saying, I choose. Like, in other words, you have heat with me. I choose Nancy Sullivan. I choose baby Daniel. Like, over you, he's saying. Is this like a basketball draft for dead people? Like, what is it? He's picking teams? What? Chris Benoit, you got really good ups. <laughs> but I don't care. 
I want the Nancy Salem. He <laughs> has much better handles. She set me up. <laughs> she breaking ankles all the fucking time. <laughs> Except for baby Daniel's what? ankles. Chris Benoit, why you break the seven-year-old baby ankles? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> why you do crossover on a seven-year-old baby? Daniel! Shoot the outside, Jay. Don't drive the lane on the little baby. <laughs> Motherfucker. No good son of a bitch like the children seller. <laughs> he always lead with his shoulder. <laughs> Seven years old. Why don't you just have a giant little chip? Why don't you just pack your bags and leave? Um, Why don't you just pack your fucking bags? You um, don't kill your fucking self. Um, I mean, he's right. Yeah, he's one hundred percent right. Nothing. But they're all yelling at a dead person. Right. That's just the what are you guys part. doing? Yeah, it's not the. It's not. It's like Mark. It's like nothing he said is wrong. Yeah. It's the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Having these hypothetical arguments. <laughs> oh, bless her. She does bitch. not win the wars. <laughs> it fucking starts them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Two guys one. enter, one guy leaves, and I promise you, Glenn, motherfucker, it won't be you. <laughs> what does Mark have in common with Iron Sheik? They're both cutting promos on people that will yeah. never fucking hear it. That's yes. exactly right. One's alive and one's dead, but still, same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a hoot. This has been a lovely episode. Thank you for listening in. We will be back next week with a special Halloween episode. That's right. Instead of being on the air Tuesday. Yes, when you're inside hiding from trick-or-treaters. You yes, listen to us because I'm going to be yeah. on the cruise on Tuesday. I'm going to be on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Cruise. You're actually coming back that afternoon and going I'm right to the show. I'm coming back that afternoon and coming to do the show because I love you guys and I love doing the show. What a great guy. And nothing will stop me. Uh, you're not like the, the uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, well, he is going on a cruise with a bunch of wrestlers. Uh oh. So oh, fuck. He might end up like Baby Daniel. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> or maybe like Nancy. Oh, even better. Yeah. Hogtide? Okay, bye. All right. Well, we'll be back next Wednesday. And uh, uh, Darren, do you have the song uh, ready to go? We'll, 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 we'll see you then. Until then, uh, here's a little song. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pussycat, pussycat, I've got flowers and lots of hours to spend with you. So go and bottle your cute little pussycat nose. He's very beautiful. The greatest lie he's ever told. I went nuts.
say. When you push your cat eyes. Watch new push your cat. on the radio, I would be like, God, I have to turn this off. Just gonna stand there and watch me This is our chic. That's alright, because I like the way it hurts. You fucking suck. Just gonna stand there and hear me pray. That's alright, because I love the way you like. Bullshit! Remember fighting the guy, Killer Bean, WrestleMania 3. His name was Brian Blair, no, you can't explain it, but he makes you so enraged. Go insane, see him double, wanna fuck him in his ass and make him humble. You always talk about him, how he's such a nasty bag of fantasizing, how you wanna take him down. Cause you're such a crazy Arab, wanna punch, insecurity pile, drive a camel, clutch him, throw him down, pin him, then take off his trunks and start to fuck him in the ass. He deserves it cause he stole your coat. That your phone, he didn't even give you half. Didn't leave you nothing but a gram. That was bullshit. Man, he must be joking. Now he has a job just because he's blowing Hulk Hogan. But you promised Vince that you wouldn't make him pay. See him at the indie shows, but he always runs away and it makes you sad. Now you're sitting there crying like a lady. Guess that's why they call you Sheiky Baby. Just gonna stop. Audio fucking piece of shit. Audio melted motherfucker. You are a cocksucker, motherfucker. Don't get fucking smart, bitch. Another little fuck. Worse than Mackie Jackson. Bullshit! Fucking bullshit! Now, Hulk, I know we said things, did things that we didn't mean. And I said that your daughter was a tranny. Drag queen, rubbed her down with lotion, and you fucked her. She was just 15, looks like you in makeup and a dress. Okay, that's mean, my bad. I was high on mescaline and speed. Maybe I should not have slapped you with my cock and MSG. Maybe that's what happens when a California meets an Iranian. All I know is when I sweep like you, it feels amazing. Come on, Hulk, don't wanna fight, brother, let's stop. Why you wanna beat me in the face and do a leg drop? Choke me till my breath stop. Wind up in a cell block Listen to me rambling I'm as coked up as X-Pac Next time I will make your son cry I apologize even to your ugly wife Okay, I can't do this I am not sorry Hogan, you're a punk If you ever try to fuck with me again I can break his fucking back Break his back Make him humble And then fuck his ass Just gonna stand there and watch me burn Audio, 
Fucking suck. I'm not gonna talk anymore. I'm down now.